Hey guys, thanks for joining us. It's Brittany and Joseph. As the name suggests, we're a couple of millennial Catholics. That's right. We are a married couple. We are millennials and we are Catholics. Oh yeah, and we're also parents. In the process of learning our faith more, we hope to inspire our children to live their faith every day and to be an example to them. And in the end, we hope to inspire you. So let's go. Brittany and Joseph. Hello. Uh, hey. Um, welcome back to our second episode. Um, if you listened to the first one, thank you. And this episode, we're going to talk about prayer life, um, our personal prayer life, our prayer life as a family, what it looks like, what we're striving for, why it's important. All that good stuff, right, babe? Of course. It's a big part of our life every single day. Figured it was a good place to start after our first episode was mostly just our faith journeys, who we are, but prayer is very important, so just seemed like an easy place to start for our second episode. So I think you wanted to start us off, babe, right? Yeah. Um. So a big part of my childhood and my whole life really was um saying the rosary uh growing up i was told uh, my my late mother was she would always say the rosary with us growing up eight kids and you know in our rooms upstairs we would have the boys room and the girls room kind of catty corny to each other and she would kind of sit in the hallway and we would all say the rosary together uh, all at the same time, and after she passed, my brother Teddy, um, oldest brother Teddy, he would uh, sit in the hallway as well and kind of carry on that tradition. So my, all of my childhood, that's all I remember. Right before we went to bed, is saying the rosary. So a lot of times, actually, it was actually kind of soothing. So I would fall asleep a lot, but as I got older, I would obviously participate more. But um, it was such a big part of our our prayer life that. We didn't miss it. You know, I'd be playing outside with my friends, I'd remember. It'd be close to 8 o'clock. And I realized, you know, the friends would want to go out and do more. And I realized I got to say the rosary. It's just how it is in my house. So I would go say the rosary real quick and come right back out. They first thought it was like, what is a rosary? I kind of had to explain to them when I was a little kid. And then they just got to the point... They just knew that about me. That's what I had to do around that time, and that's just how it was. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, Brittany, did you want to say something? I was just going to ask how, as a little kid, did you explain the rosary to your friends? Um, you know, remember? I just say, you know, the Hail Mary and the Our Father, you know, those type of things. I didn't really know what I was talking about at times. I just said said prayers. we got to say prayers real quick. <laughs> so, I guess they understood that part. But, um like I said, it was just a big integral part of our lives, and um, they'd always my I would always taught the family that prays together stays together. So you know, we were a pretty tight knit family to this day right now. So I think it kind of worked in that favor in that way. Um, but yeah, that's honestly the, the first and the most important prayer of my day is saying the rosary. I think in my life, and I tried to implement into my family's life, but. Um, just a few things, uh, you know, 
some of you or a lot of you or a little of you, whatever, may not be saying the rosary or don't have time, you know, I just kind of want to give you some motivation. Um, I'm sure some of you have heard of the 15 promises promised by Mary, our mother, the people that say the rosary consistently. Um, I'm not going to go through all 15, but um, I will say some of my favorite ones. I uh, have the list pulled up in front of me. Um, number nine on the promises of saying the rosary. Uh, she, our mother says, I shall deliver from purgatory those who have been devoted to the rosary. So I'm not sure exactly in what sense delivering from purgatory means, but in any sense from being delivered from purgatory, I'll take it. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it right now. So that's a pretty cool promise right there. Um, number 10, it says, Faithful children of the rosary shall merit a high degree of glory in heaven. Again, um, I want to be hanging with Jesus, you know, <laughs> on a side, you know, chilling and have a great time. So Worth it. <laughs> anytime I get closer to him in heaven, that'd be great. Um, number 11, you shall obtain all you ask of me by the re uh, reciting the rosary. Um, so say the rosary you probably get more prayers answered than the person not saying the rosary. Um, those are pretty big promises. Yeah, they are. Um, number 12, all those who propagate the whole rosary shall be aided by me in their necessities. Again, this is Mary telling us, if you say the rosary, I'm going to probably help you a lot more than the person that doesn't say the rosary. Just like any relationship with somebody, you know, if you're close to them, you're probably going to have get more out of that relationship than you are with compared to somebody that's you're not close with. So, um, and number, uh, number 13, my last one I'm going to say here, it says, I have obtained from my divine son that all the advocates of the rosary shall have for intercessors the entire celestial court during their life and at the hour of, the of their death. So basically, um, you get the intercession of all... Uh, all the celestial court in heaven. That's a that's a lot of intercession and a lot of prayers going on here. You know, I always say growing up, um, even today, for family members, they don't know what to get me for my birthday. If they're going to get me something, I say, just pray for me. Pray rosary, pray novena, pray anything for me. I accept prayers all the time. So in that sense here, you know, getting uh, extra prayers from the celestial court in heaven, that'd be fantastic for me. So, mm -hmm. um but I just want to share with some of you guys some of these some of these promises by our mother that she's promised us and give you some motivation to kind of keep saying the rosary. Um, I just feel like for me, it's kind of like American pastime for me. It's just part of my life. That's what I love doing, saying the rosary. Um, Brittany, did you want to say something? Um, Mar was just going to say, I didn't really grow up saying the rosary very much like he did. Um, when I was little... Um, the main prayers with my family was like, again, at bedtime, I feel like that's an easy time for families to pray. Um, my parents would come and tuck us in and we'd do some prayers. Um, and then I remember through thinking it was like junior high, high school when, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit, um, in the last episode, but like, I always believed in God um, but I wasn't always really living my faith very well. But one thing I always made myself do um, every night I'd, when I'd lay in bed, 
I'd make sure I said some sort of prayer. And at that point in my life, I didn't really know what to pray. I didn't really have the enthusiasm to pray, but I, it was instilled in me that I should be praying. So what I did for the longest time is every night I would pray the Our Father, the Lord's Prayer. So it's the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Um, if he taught us to pray it, it's probably a pretty, a pretty good one. So that's what I would do. I would um, pray the Our Father, but I would do it very slowly because I knew, okay, if this is all the prayer I'm doing, I should probably try to make it, you know, have good intention behind it and make it worth it. So I would do it really slowly and just like pay attention to everything I was saying. So pretty much like I was meditating on it. Um, so each line, I would say a line and then just like, pause, think about what that line just meant, and then go on to the next line. So that was a lot of, um, once I was beyond mommy tucking me in and saying prayers with me. So once I was more on my own saying prayers, that's what I would do. Um, and then also in the last episode, I talked about how for a while I was going to a non-denominational church and Protestants are good at spontaneous prayers, I would say more so than most Catholics. And so I got really comfortable with spontaneous prayer at that point in my life. I could easily uh, just start praying if there was like a group of people or someone um, asking for prayer. You know, I got pretty comfortable with just spontaneous prayer, praying from my heart, praying what was on my mind. Um, And there's all different kinds of prayer. And that's kind of what we're talking about today is just the different forms. So for him, the rosary has always been a big part. Um, for me, like I just recently got more into the rosary. Once I met him, I saw how often he did it. We started doing it together. A lot of times it'd be like while we were driving, if we knew we were going to be driving for at least 20 minutes, you know, that's when we would start doing it. And I learned a lot of, uh, a lot of things like that from him. I know, um, he's always been big on the rosary, on novenas. I don't think I had ever done a novena before uh, meeting Joseph. So those were things I kind of learned later in my life. Um, But all prayer is beautiful and has its place. But um, yeah, I was kind of more of a spontaneous prayer person before. And now I'd say I'm more of a mixture. But I think we both kind of learned from each other, wouldn't you say, babe? Like, you've kind of learned more spontaneous prayer. Yeah, it's exactly what I've gonna, learned more of, you know, the reciting prayers and stuff that's like exactly that. what I was going to hit on next. I mean, I feel like we complement each other in every way in our marriage. I mean, um, she, I've learned Brittany, she likes to be more meditative and focusing on God and hearing his voice and being in quiet. And I'm more of the uh, saying the rosary reciting my prayers but trying to mean my prayers the best I can and you know she taught me to be more you know to myself reading the bible contemplating God and what he's trying to tell you and I think we both have taught each other in that aspect of basically learning different ways how to pray and you know you got to have and you know the spiritual world is very real you got to have many different weapons so it, we we help each other out in that aspect. So, you know, I always thank Brittany for, you know, showing me that aspect. And it's, at first it was kind of rough. Like, I wasn't used to that. I mean, I know of it. I wasn't used to it. But, you know, I learned to accept it and I, I, I wanted to work on it because it helped me 
ultimately hear God better when I just kind of sat, listened to God and, you know, thought about his life and mysteries of his life and things like that. But again, um, you know, like I said, you know, the spiritual world is very real and how it ties into our prayer life. Um, I follow a couple people on social media, a couple Catholic sites, Catholic people that post a lot of quotes from um, previous priests or exorcists or saints and kind of gives me some motivation. But one thing I found the other day was um, Father Gabriel uh, Amorth. I might be uh, butching that, but he was a uh, priest who acted as the uh, chief exorcist of the Vatican. I forget what time frame, but it was, you know, past couple of decades. Um, basically, I saw a quote from him the other day. He said, One day, a colleague of mine heard the devil say during an exorcism, Every Hail Mary is like a blow on my head. If Christians knew how powerful the rosary was, it would be the end of me. That was the devil (laughs) saying that during an exorcism being tortured uh, by the priest, by Father Gabriel Morth. So... If that doesn't tell you or motivate you how powerful the rosary is, then I don't know what's going <laughs> to motivate you. I think even people who do already pray the rosary and love the rosary don't grasp how powerful it is. You know, you hear it spoken of as um, spiritual weapon and all that. It's like even the people who get it still don't fully grasp how powerful it is. And I know... Um, not that long ago, we went on a vacation this summer, and I can't even remember what we were arguing about, but I remember Joseph and I getting in an argument, and it just felt like something that was becoming more common between us, um, and I know everyone, you know, we're not perfect. <laughs> um, no relationship is perfect, and but it just felt like, I don't know, it kind of felt like something spiritual was going on. Because we would have these arguments and it just didn't feel like us at all. And it usually came from like a total misunderstanding where like one of us thought we heard something or yeah, thought was something wasn't applied. Thing. Like, like it was I, very bizarre. Like we were just like, where is this coming from? Like this isn't us at all. You didn't say that. And, I didn't say that. So where did we hear that? <laughs> yeah, it was really bizarre. And so it started to just feel like it was something spiritual that was like, you know the enemy trying to attack us in some way. And of course, you know, I'm not saying we weren't to blame at all because we were, but um, just in desperation, I remember like praying like, God, you know, we, I don't want to keep fighting and arguing. Like this isn't how our relationship is supposed to be. Please help me see like how to fix this, what to do. And just the idea came to me to start praying the rosary every day, a full rosary every day for our relationship So we already pray the rosary as a family, um, which, you know, seems like a lot. Oh, we pray the rosary every day with our little girls. But here God was telling me to pray another rosary every day. Like, oh, that's kind of a lot, God. How about just like a decade? (laughs) But no, I, I felt like he was telling me pray a rosary every day for the intention of your relationship. And so that day, like I felt God telling me to do that. I started that day. And every day since then, so I think, I don't know, probably going on close to three months now, I've done that. Um, I 
pray the rosary specifically for our relationship and and for him, my husband. Because um, that's another thing. The power of your spouse's prayers for you are super powerful. And um, I think it's helped. <laughs> you know, we I still we still have a lot of room for improvement and everything. And I'm sure we will for a long time. Relationships grow and, you know, we talk about how there's just so many things to always be figuring out about each other and how to better communicate and everything. But I mean, what can it hurt? It's definitely got to help in some way. And it just feels like by doing the rosary every day like that, it just feels like I'm, I've got a shield of protection. Like there's been, I think two times in the three months, I think I've missed two days where like I'd get started, but then something would come up, I'd get interrupted, and then I'd forget. And the next day I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't finish it. And I just feel it on those days. Like maybe it's in my mind, but I can just tell those days like something is off and I just feel protected on the days that I have done the rosary for our relationship. I mean, to Brittany's point here, um, when she started saying more of the rosary when we were on vacation every single day, I started noticing not a positive thing in our lives, but things got a little bit harder. I know that sounds kind of backwards, but looking back on it, I felt like God was digging up, uprooting the issues and problems in our life. Like he wanted to like show us the problem, show us the areas that we need to work on. You know, I think the big thing was communication and he showed us that and he revealed it to us because he wants to, he wants us to show us what the problem is so we can work on it and fix it for the long term. He doesn't want like a short term fix. He wants a long term fix. So I think we learned, you know, a little more about each other. You know, I'm, I communicate, you know, I talk my, to my communication. I talk out loud and I think out loud and Brittany's more of an internal person where she thinks internally and, and we just, we learn things about each other. The more you learn about each other, the better. You can better communicate with each other and you cannot be as offended. So like there'll be times where I'll talk to Brittany about something important. I'll bring it up at the dinner table. She won't respond. I get offended. I'm like, is she even listening to me? <laughs> but then I realize Brittany's internalizing it. She's thinking about it. She's not saying it on the outside. She will say it later, but she's thinking about it and I think we've kind of learned some of those things from my end of things and didn't you kind of learn from your end of things Brittany yeah it's definitely so we actually learned this about ourselves um when we were engaged we had to do this marriage retreat and as part of our prep for marriage and we there was some quiz and I don't even remember all the parts of it but it was this quiz we had to answer these questions and he ended up there were different categories and he scored like as high as you can score on this audible category, whatever it was. And I scored as low as you can score on that. So basically saying like we're opposites in that aspect. And so we realized like, Oh, that kind of makes sense. It shows up a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So he's someone like when he's got something going on, he needs to talk it through, talk it out. Wants advice, needs feedback which is fine. Like he grew up that way. Um, you know, before me, I know he would always be on the phone or talking with his siblings like, Hey, this is going on. 
do you have any advice about it and stuff like that well then comes me and I just I'm not that way I guess I didn't grow up that way or like it's just not me as much I need to like well I'm more of an introvert he's more of an extrovert to start with but also just I need time to like think about something process it think about how to respond and then and then later I can give you my response and so it's something we're just learning to work on constantly because he you know he pours his heart out to me and expects me to quickly respond and I don't he thinks I'm not listening when really it's just like I've got to like process what you just said take my time with it um it's also something I kind of realized was um a fear of mine that I'm working through is like I was I was kind of afraid to give the wrong advice I kind of put myself like in this position of um thinking well if I give him the wrong what if I tell him something and it's not what God wanted him to hear you know like I just put a lot of pressure on myself to give the right response and so a lot of times I was just even afraid to um give a response because I was afraid I'd give the wrong response but anyway kind of got off on a tangent there <laughs> I mean based off what she was saying I, I feel like you know initially I or sure she felt the same way you just want the other person to conform to the way you communicate or how you express yourself but really in all actuality you need to um, meet somewhere in the middle you just need to realize this is how this person communicates or this is how the person does things so you kind of need to intertwine how you do things you can't just expect the person to just come fully to your side and do exactly what you want them to do you have to learn to work together on communicating so um i learned that you know I, Brittany is just thinking right now so i just give her time and then we'll eventually talk about it so i learned not to be offended and we're arguing less so that's a good thing came out of so really we through praying more saying rosary more and just trying and putting more effort into our spiritual life and talking to God more I felt like we've learned that about each other and it's helped us in the long run to figure the, you know each other out that's what you know um, being married is all about right honey that's right <laughs> this actually <clears throat> we're gonna get back to the prayer because we have more to say about that but this just seems like a good spot to interject um, or learn from us so last episode if you listened we talked about how each episode we want to do a l- quick little segment learn from us. It can be something silly. It can be something we made a mistake on. So learn from our mistake. It can be something we learned from a priest, from a book, whatever, just something to learn from us. Um, and so we kind of talked about it beforehand this time. And um, since we're talking about relationships, how to better our relationship, something we just came up with, I'm talking about this week, a few days ago. So we haven't had enough time to really practice it and see how it's going to go um but something we just started doing ourselves so if you are um married and want to try this um he came up with one idea of a way to help our relationship and i came up with an idea so it's something we're going to try to incorporate both each evening um so his idea was what do you want to share you can share it doesn't matter you can share it um I don't know. I just feel like I've been studying a lot about virtues. Um, this person named Father Chad Ripperger, he is a priest and exorcist that I've been listening to. 
he um he is a theologian what else he's a theologian priest exorcist um he's smart he's very <laughs> smart very very smart um philosopher uh it's someone that was recommended to me through um my sister-in-law and he has a lot of books uh he does a lot obviously in the spiritual realm and i'll get into that later but my point was is he um talks a lot about virtues and self-sacrifice and how to implement virtues and and your your marriage and and helping your spouse and so basically i've been trying to do more um be more more selfless and being self instead of being selfish so i said how about we start doing one selfless act for the other person each night we don't tell each other because we're not going to brag about it because that's going to go down a wormhole we don't want to go down we just do it and then see how it goes because i've been actually tried implementing this myself before I even brought it up to Brittany and it was just crazy like there would come a point in time in the night where there was a fork in the road um, for me where I could be selfless or I could be selfish and it was like it was like clockwork I when I chose I had this God gave me the strength to be selfless in a certain instance it turned the trajectory of the entire night it was just an entire night it was just crazy. Like, it just unraveled before my eyes. Like, because I knew how this would normally pan out if I acted more selfish. And I did the opposite, and it changed the trajectory of the entire night. Um, it could be as simple as, you know, defending myself in an argument or not picking up after myself or the kids or just anything in general. I just felt like it was the pinnacle point of the night, and I felt like if I just were to be more selfless, it would be better, and it really did work. So I thought we should implement this, and I feel like the past day or two, it's been helping. So I, you know, it's if it's going to help our marriage, then why not, you know? And I'm sure there were times <clears throat> I didn't necessarily, like, notice it, but there were times I definitely did notice it, Um just like, let's say we're getting ready to eat dinner. It's a stressful time of day. We just got home. We're rushing around, get dinner ready, get the girls sat down. Our two-year-old loves to throw her food on the floor. Just like, it just seems like a time of day where we can be kind of stressed out. Like we just got done with work and all that. And times that like, I would just be like moody and he would probably have every right to be like, what's wrong with you? Like, knock it off, <laughs> be in a better mood. But instead, he would like rub my shoulders or give me a kiss or or say like, how can I help you right now? And it was like he responded the opposite way of what I would expect him to respond to someone who's being moody and deserves to, <laughs> to have some sense talked into them. But like him doing that would like he said it would just change the trajectory of the whole night and just like automatically help things go in a better direction um so yeah that's something we just started it actually last night was our first night so if you guys um try this with us we can all see how it's going to go because we don't know yet but how could it not go well like you're doing something out of love and and something selfless so it's got to go well yeah uh, and then, sorry, were you going to say no, something? No, you go ahead. Okay. And then, so the thing that I had come up with 
which I actually heard from someone else, but was just at the end of the night to thank the other person for three things, like you notice them do that day or whatever, just to thank them. I think a lot of times, um, I think probably all relationships deal with this, uh, not just us, but it can definitely be hard not to like keep tally or keep track of, well, I did this, I did more things than you, like I took the trash out, I fed the baby, I did this, I, you know, like you can keep track of all those things. It's hard not to do that. Um, but it's definitely not good for your relationship to keep track of those things like that. Like you both just need to be a team, um, pitch in where the other person needs help, whatever. Like he's been, he's been leading us. He's been good about leading us on that direction of like, we got to be a team. Yes. We have our typical, like you do the cooking, I do the cleaning, you do this, I do that. But every once in a while, you just got to do what you got to do and get it done and not hold it against the other person be like well I changed this many diapers today when's the last time you changed a dirty diaper or whatever um (laughs) there's a lot of diapers to change so so. (laughs) it's it's hard not to do that like it's hard not to keep tally but it's something we've been working on but you still want to appreciate each other but not like ask for the appreciation so anyway just it seems like a good way to help our relationship at the end of every night. Like, hey, thank you for cleaning up that accident the two-year-old had. Or thank you for um, cleaning up dinner when I know it was my turn to do that or whatever. So just thanking each other for three things we notice. Um, it just like helps you have a positive outlook too and to be grateful and thankful and um recognize each other and then you're looking for those things too like if I know I've got three things um to tell him at the end of the day to thank him for like throughout the day then I'm gonna make sure I'm paying attention like oh he did this he did that so we'll see how it goes it's got to be good though right yeah I feel like both (laughs) ideas really reinforce each other um so um we're excited to try that and continue to try that but yeah please share any experiences that you may have if you do like to try this um you know, you can write on, I think, through Apple Podcasts or Spotify or write a review or on Instagram. Anywhere you see our podcast posted, you can kind of let us, let us sh- share your experiences. Hopefully it helps. You know, we'll definitely share our experiences again next time. But, um, yeah, it's great. You know, I, Brittany, I think you always come up with great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> that was mainly you. <laughs> anyways, um I want to get into one of my last, uh, one of the last things that from a prayer that I do. Um, it's about mind renewal. <clears throat> I didn't know a whole lot or even know what mind renewal was until I was probably about a senior in high school. Um, this little segment on me, I, uh, I, senior in high school, I started to go to counseling, had some anxiety issues and things I wanted to deal with um, growing up. And some of my siblings and people I know were really intelligent they kind of just said hey when you have a car problem you go to mechanic when you have an emotion or you know issues with your confidence or anxiety or anything you could even think that think of in that aspect you go to a counselor so i was very skeptical about it at first but i did and very first thing my counselor taught me which um was the main thing i use today to help me um 
just have a come closer to God and a better outlook on life is uh, mind renewal. And it's actually in the Bible. He, my counselor told me, he quoted scripture. It's actually Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It states, Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, and what is pleasing and perfect. So essentially, um, focus on good, positive things that are pleasing to God, not negative, evil things. So he taught me a tactic of uh, filing, quote-unquote. Basically, it's pretty simple. Anytime you have a thought that comes through your head, you uh, kind of like a filter process, you think to yourself, is this from God or is it from the devil? Things that are from God, you kinda, I think you kind of know that are positive, good, um, anything with loving, you kind of just get that vibe. It's from God. Um, from the devil, um, you're, anything that's you know worrisome, anger, anything that really causes you to sin, um, frustration, um, yeah, anything that's going to cause you to sin, you just feel like it's not from God, that's from the devil. Um, Brittany, did you have something to interject there with the filtering process um, that I've talked about? Well, I've just, uh, I've kind of weighed them, you know, does it bring you peace or bring you confusion? Yeah. Um, but I was going to ask too, I don't, because maybe I'm wrong here, but can it also like just be from yourself? So can yeah. It be, okay. It also, that's a third one he mentioned too. I, I remember telling this to Brittany, so she remembers. Uh, it can also be from yourself, your own thoughts. So, uh it's a good practice to do. Obviously, it's from God. He's telling you to do this. Um, so, Because the devil and the spiritual world are very real. And he doesn't want you thinking he's real. He wants you to be completely in the dark. And But it's he, God is bringing to light everything. He wants you to bring to light to everything. So my renewal is a very important thing. You know, Not dwelling on the negative and the lies that he tries to tell you. Um, my counselor also told me, you know, the best kind of lie is the one that's 90% truth and 10% ten, uh, a lie. Because it's so believable, it draws you in and you believe it. So you really got to, you know, use that filing process and mind renewal to kind of sift out all the evil and the lies to kind of help clean up your brain. Because, you know, I know myself, I've got a lot of, you know, junk going on up there with a lot of temptations and things throughout my life that I'm trying to work on and become a better person, less vices and more virtues in my life. So I use this, you know, hundreds of thousands of times a day, honestly, as many times as it takes is what my counselor would tell me. Um, you know, it's just for example, you know, you could be at work and like for me, I, I'm a physical therapist assistant. I work with patients and it could be something good, like I'm being tempted to think about how did I offend my wife really bad this morning by something that I said, but I'm doing something with a patient that involves my my entire attention. And if I don't focus on this patient, you know, something could go wrong. So it seemed like it'd be a good thing to think about, but really I need to focus on what I'm doing at the, at the time. So different things like that, you know. It could be go vice versa. You could be at home with your wife and she's had a really rough day and she just needs you. She needs all of you and she's having a rough time. She's talking about her problems, but 
you know, you're thinking about something that happened at work 10 hours ago. So you really got to like say, is this from God? If I'm, I'm worrying about it, is it bringing me peace? You know, just those type of things. It's, it's a very big part of my day and it really uh, helps me a lot to kind of let go of all the crap and focus on God. And this exercise it requires a lot of trust. The more you do it, it requires a lot of trust. Because there'll be times where you feel like you have to think about this one thing or you have to do this one thing you're thinking about, but really you shouldn't. So in those instances, I tell God, I don't know what to do in this instance at all because either way, I feel like I could do it either way. Um, so what I do is I say, God, I give it up to you and I trust that you will show me and direct me. Because when you're in the thick of it, you know, that's really hard to do. It's almost like, you know, like Indiana Jones, maybe you're walking over that invisible bridge. You're like taking a leap of faith sometimes. Like the littlest thing can feel like you're taking a huge leap of faith. But that's where God wants you. He wants you trusting him, relying on him constantly. So that's why I felt like, you know, this my renewal has done for me is just a heavy reliance on God and trusting in him and getting the crap out of my head and just thinking about positive good things and just, you know, doing what God asks of us in the Bible. Um, but yeah, Brittany, did you have one to add something to that? No, I just, um, I was sitting here thinking that we talked a lot about like our personal prayer or like individual prayer, but we didn't really talk about as a family, like what we do with our girls and stuff. So did we want to talk about that? Any? In terms of... Um, like what we do daily with our girls. So basically we've gotten into a habit to um, make sure that every evening we as a family come together and pray. Like we pray on our own throughout our day at work, on our drives, whatever. But then in the evenings um, we come together as a family and, you know, our kids are still really young. We've got a two-year-old and almost nine-month-old. So, um but I think it's never too soon to teach them the importance. So I think, you know, even though they're not saying the prayers yet, like they see this is an important time. This is a time we devote every night. You know, this is important. So um, our kind of ritual is we do the rosary together, um, St. Michael prayer, angel of God, guardian angel prayer. Um, we do some other prayers. Um, we use... The, um, he had mentioned Father Chad Ripperger. He has Deliverance Prayers for the Laity. It's a book. We do some prayers from there. Um, Very powerful. We try to, we've got a blessed time. candle, so we try to light that. We kind of close the curtains, light the candle, kind of set the mood, set the tone. Um, Gives them the right mindset, right frame of mind to kind of focus and meditate on like, the rosary and our prayers and let the girls know, hey, it's not playtime or TV time. It's it's prayer time right now. And it really does help to kind of focus on, you know, different pictures we have in our house of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. And it really helps set the, the mood. Yeah, I think we've noticed, like, it, it really is never too soon to be um, teaching your children these things. Uh, so, like, our two-year-old... Like, she picks up on everything we do. Everything. everything. She mirrors us, okay? So, um, like, every night before bed, Joseph blesses us all. He's got holy water. 
Well, what? She was like a year old. She started taking the holy water and like blessing her stuffed animals. So like she watches, they pick up on things. Like she can do the sign of the cross now. She just learned how to genuflect, which is like the cutest thing yeah. ever. But it's like, proud moment. don't think, oh, well, my kid can't, you know, recite a full prayer yet. Like just start with small things. And like, I was just telling him, like all of a sudden she's starting to like, sing songs that we sing around the house like you know wheels on the bus or whatever i'm like if she can pick up on singing a song and the words to a song she can learn you know prayers and i'm sure she hears us enough you know she'll start to pick up on those things so anyway i just think it's important um so we try to like we try to have devoted time to it um every night but no matter what we're doing we fit it in so like if we're traveling we do it while we're in the vehicle or like the other night we went on a walk because we're like okay we just got to get these girls out of the house we need some fresh air so we said the rosary while we went on a walk like there's always ways you can fit it in um it's all about priorities too like you know yeah, exactly you know you got to ask yourself what part of my night do i want to get done uh, you may prioritize other things over other things, but I mean, prayer life is pretty important. So you can always set aside, you know, 10, 15 minutes just to say a few prayers with your your, your family. Um, as busy your life may be, I feel like you're just prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, you know, you're, 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 our kids, I think, will grow up and see that, prioritizing prayer life. And, you know, it will really help. We're really big on, you know, helping our children living live their faith you know we we, we've seen you know um different people growing up in our lives that parents are really good at like you know raising their children catechizing them and good prayer life go to church every sunday but then they just kind of fall away from the faith and it's kind of discouraging to see that so we always talk to each other like how what do we do differently and we kind of came to the same conclusion without even talking. We said, we got to live our faith. You know, monkey see, monkey do. You got to actually do it. You know, if you're saying you don't you don't want to watch rated R movies, you don't bring it into the house. And you don't you do not do it yourself. They, they see all this stuff. Or, you know, you talk about um, being more charitable in your life with others. You got to show kid, your children you're going to be charitable. They gotta, you got to live that example. So... The more I, you know, we're we're just getting into this parenting parenting thing. We don't we don't know what's going on sometimes, <laughs> but the more I realize, I just looking at it, I feel like we, parents play such a role in in their children's life. I mean, from from the birth till the day they die, they always are talking about their mom and dad. In my line of work, I'm always hearing patients tell me, you know, their mom and dad did this, their mom and dad did that, and I just they play such a huge role, and I feel like. You know we have such huge responsibilities, but I don't know. I, I, I take that responsibility. I, I like that. <laughs> I, I like the responsibility of like you know raising our children and, and being coming close to God as much as we can. So, you play an important role whether you think it or not, and you know you can do it. We believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have anything else, babe? Uh just you know. I, this is another little thing I do throughout the day. I feel like Brittany and I both do this. Um, just kind of, and it's more aligned with what Brittany would talked about, you know, more 
talking to Jesus and talking to God and being coming close to him and just making it real. You know, I do that throughout more throughout my day and the more I know Brittany got to know her, I kind of implemented it more in my life. Um, on our previous podcast, I mentioned, you know, uh, the priest of our church talking about a way to always pray unceasingly and always be praying. You, you're um, asking Jesus to be present. You accept um, his will to be done. And how did it go? Ask, o- you ask, offer it up the moment what you're going through and accept his will to be done. So I've been doing that. And it's just another way of me feeling like I'm connected with Jesus and he's by my side. The little stuff and the big stuff, like, you know, I'm, when I'm walking into work, when I'm going into, into the gym, when I'm cooking dinner, when I am getting ready for bed, like I'm asking him to be with me. It's kind of scary sometimes just to be real with you. Like, you know, you're, you're accepting his complete will no matter what happens. But, you know, I tr- it's, that's where the trust comes in, like I talked about earlier. Uh, if you really think about it, you know, you're, whatever happens, you're accepting it. It's because God's will. And, but that's where God comes in and his trust. But just things like that, um, you know, uh, I do a lot of praying to Jesus and, the, and asking for Jesus' intercession, this, all the saints' intercessions, especially, you know, all the uh, patron saints of our entire family, like St. Anne for Brittany, for St. Joseph, St. Jonah, St. Lucia, our guardian angels asking for their all the intercessions all throughout the day because really we need their intercession to live holy catholic lives like you know you need all the intercessions you can get um one thing i want to bring up like i talked about father chad ripperker he um he does a lot of videos a lot of podcasts um a lot of his videos on youtube talking about the virtues and the spiritual world and his experiences with the spiritual world and one of them was about guardian angels and how you know they're just basically begging for you to talk to pray to them because they want to help you they're assigned to you they accepted it they they're with you every single day like if anybody knows you it's going to be a guardian angel and they get they're delegated certain authority over you authority like as in like they can help you know um with your emotions like don't quote me you're gonna have to go to his video but like they're really good with helping like your emotions so if you're like overworked and you're you're upset or from a hard work days days of work you come home you know you're feeling that way you can pray to your guardian angel and be like hey i know i'm exhausted but my family needs me so guardian angel please guide me my thoughts help me to give me peace and calmness instead of being overworked and angry upset and just you know and I've seen a difference, honestly. Um, I one of the things that Father Chad Ripperger mentioned, he said he talked about the life of Saint Padre Pio, and he said that uh, he was extremely close to his guardian angel to the point where, well, if you know the life of Saint Padre Pio, um, he had many visits by the devil, even Satan himself, and um, even as young as you know when he was little. Um, so there was a time where, um, he got into a little scuffle with the devil because he appeared to him and he kind of had to duke it out spiritually or figuratively. Um, and, uh, he got upset at his guardian angel. He said like, Hey, where were you? You know, you were supposed to be there with me. Like that's how close he was to his guardian angel. He got upset at him because he talked to them. He asked for his help every single day. 
And it was pretty just interesting to see and understand that. But um, it's just, you know, I'm all about using all the tools you can get with your, your whole life, your whole spiritual life, living your faith, because you need all of it you can get. So, I mean, those are some of the things that I like to do throughout my day, and I'm pretty passionate about, you know, the mind renewal, talking to Jesus and the rosary, and just, you know, different things like that. But, uh, Brittany, did you want to add something? Yeah, I just thought of something else, too. Um, like, taking things that you do through the day, like, just your everyday things, and tying prayer to them, um, so a lot of times it's kind of like what you're doing, you're offering up. That's one way to say it. Um, so just for instance, like if, um, if my husband happens to leave his dirty work clothes on the floor and I pick him up and put him in the hamper, like using that moment, like, you know, you might want to be frustrated. Like, ah, couldn't he just put these in the hamper? Women, I know you hear me, but, um, using that as like a time, okay, it's his work clothes. He's at work right now. Let me do this action as a prayer of praying for his work day, that his day goes well at work today. Um, or <laughs> this is a silly example, but at one point our garage door was like not working right and it was driving us crazy. We'd push the button and it'd go up and down, up and down, up and down. We had to push it like 10 times to get it to work. And it was just driving us nuts. And we're like, okay, if this is going to drive us nuts, then let's at least like give it a purpose. <laughs> and so we're like, let's pr- every time we're dealing with this stupid garage door, let's pray that um, like God opens and closes the right doors in our life. <laughs> so just taking things like that and turning them into a prayer, like that's just another way you can pray without ceasing is using those everyday things and turning them into prayers and things to offer up to God. So I know we said a lot. We did. That was we talked a lot there. Yeah, that's was like double the time we had last time our Ooh. first podcast. But we we're pretty passionate about our prayer life, and <laughs> it's an integral part of our life. And we wanted to share a lot of it and kind of have you kind of pull back the curtain to see what our lives are like. You know, with our prayers, um, we do say other ones, but you know. We'll give you a little rest with that. But, <laughs> I think we said enough for one night. But um, you just let me know. Give us some feedback, you know. Give us some reviews on what you thought, uh, whether you liked or disliked. Um, Heavy then, on the likes, yeah. light on the dislikes. Yeah. <laughs> be just kind. Be kind. <laughs> and uh, just, we want to interact with you guys more. So um, we're happy you're here listening to us, giving us – you know, what is it, um, 50 minutes of your day. Uh, we know your time is precious, especially as um, uh, parents. And uh, we're glad you're here listening to us. Yeah. Should we do listening a to quick, God. quick prayer? To yes. Close this out. Brittany, you want to do it? Oh, boy. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God, I just pray for all of our listeners, the people who have um, given their time to listen to us. Lord, I pray that our words would... Um, inspire them to think more about their prayer life, inspire them to um, come to you, seek you, offer their day to you. Um, We pray for um, just everyone out there, whether you are in a relationship, um, married, have kids, single, whatever it may be, God, I just pray that you would uh, be with them, guide them, keep us all close to you, Always draw us into your sacred heart. 
We ask all this through Christ our Lord, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Take care. Have Bye. a good one. Bye.